0: I want to talk again about this. To me, it's shocking that marijuana will be legalized, legalized in America. It's essentially de facto legalized right now. Everywhere you go, you can go ahead, smoke it, do whatever the hell you want. This happened all of a sudden, uh, overnight, essentially, uh, for how long was this stuff illegal? Forever. Forever. For obvious reasons. This is uh, bad news stuff and we have not even begun to grapple with the ramifications of this wide widespread legalization of uh, of marijuana now i have my own personal experience with this crap uh how many times have i used about maybe a half dozen times and each time I used it, I had such a bad experience, I waited three, four years to do it again. And now, now maybe I'll try it again. It was always a terrible, terrible mistake. And um, I think it's just horrible stuff. And the fact that it's everywhere, we haven't, I don't know what this is going to do to our country long term. I'd like to bring in Kevin Sabat. Uh, Kevin is a former three-time White House Office of National Drug Control Policy Advisor, you know, the drug czar's office. Uh, he also, He's worked for Republicans, he's worked for Democrats, and he is an expert on marijuana. So much so that he is totally opposed to its legalization. Uh, he's been, he founded the Smart Approaches to Marijuana. I'm sorry, wait a second. Mr. Sabet is on the phone with us right now. I accurately described your past, I believe, but what is the name of the foundation you run right now, sir?
1: You, you, were, you were 100% A-plus on everything. Thanks for having me, Greg. It's called Smart Approaches to Marijuana, SAM, and we were founded uh, when I left the Obama administration early on, 2011, and then I joined with um, Patrick Kennedy and others. and you know, essentially uh, to basically slow the train of the commercialization and promotion of marijuana down because, you know, it's just it, it's not following with the science at all. And that's not a partisan comment. I mean, our current Surgeon General, the Vic Murphy, agrees with that, as does, you know, Jerome Adams, Trump Surgeon General. So it's not controversial in scientific terms, but unfortunately, society's been getting the wrong message.
0: Well, and another wrong message today, the House of Representatives has taken a big step uh They voted on a bill that will legalize uh, marijuana at the federal level. Can you first tell us uh, your perspective, your expertise? Just tell us what is wrong with marijuana?
1: Well, today's marijuana is not Woodstock weed, right? So it's been genetically altered. Uh, We're talking can be up to 99% potent in these concentrates. And we're seeing increased mental illness, especially suicide, unfortunately, but also schizophrenia. I mean, these are severe mental illness that are tightly, tightly associated with heavy marijuana use. We're also seeing huge drops in IQ. There was a big study done following a thousand people uh, over 40 years of their life finding a six point drop or between five and a half and six point drop in IQ over time, which is a large drop. That's like, you know, you go from being above average to below average uh, on the scale. And um, we're seeing all of these negative impacts. And, you know, again, I'm not saying that there aren't, people who smoke a few joints and they're fine. Yes, of course there are. Just like there are plenty of people that speed on the the highway and they're fine. But that doesn't mean speeding is safe. It doesn't mean we want to encourage speeding. In the same way, we don't want to encourage more and more people to be stoned out of their minds because we're seeing all the harms. And there are many others. Lungs heart new study to uh, how it affects your lungs greater than tobacco i mean so it's just a bad idea to legalize it and basically give it to the hands of big tobacco because that's who's taking it it's not don't think you're going to be seeing you know social justice entrepreneurs from harlem being the next millionaires i'm sorry that is not it at all it is wall street it is big tobacco uh and we're being fooled we're being lied to by these same industries
0: how did it happen, like, all of a sudden? It's like building for a while, then, and then all of a sudden it seems to happen. I remember Colorado. Okay, they were an outlier. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, yeah. like, everybody else did it, and we never had, I think, an adequate conversation about this as a country.
1: Yes. Yeah, you're you're right, Greg. I mean, it really happened with the brilliant marketing term. I mean, this thing should win an award. Uh, the marketing term called medical marijuana. Now, that isn't saying. Now, I mean, before your you know listeners sort of think, oh my God, what he's talking about. I'm not saying there aren't components in the marijuana plant that could be useful for medicine. I'm, I'm not even saying that someone with six months to live, you know, shouldn't have the right to try anything to help them. I, I'm happy. I'm fine with that. I understand that. But with the term medical marijuana, they basically allowed folks with, you know, I mean, it's a joke. Anybody with any illness who fakes a minor headache can walk into a clinic in California and get a card and get, quote unquote, medical pot. And that happened because of a couple of billionaires. One of them was George Soros, but there were others like Peter Lewis and John Sperling. And they basically gave to that movement, and they said, you know, don't we can't legalize it now. No one wants that, so let's medicalize it. Let's appeal to compassion. And that was the strategy 20 years ago, and now they're seeing the fruits of their investment,
0: essentially. So, hey, by the way, just to people who say, well, it takes the edge off, you know, it's just going to – I got a lot of anxiety. I, You know, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> the anxiety thing. Uh, isn't anxiety kind of like something you want to have a little bit of it, it kind of compels you to do work. It, uh, it forces you to plan ahead. Uh, like anxiety is, is not the enemy necessarily that they want us to think it is, or suddenly it's the worst thing in the world. I don't know. Does that make sense? That's a New Yorker in you, Greg, <laughs> but no. I mean, listen, uh, the reality
1: is the data, if we want to be scientific and we want to be data driven, you would look at the data and the data show that actually it worsens anxiety over time. Even if it takes an edge off for you in the short term, if this becomes you're using it more and more, which, you know, uh, more and more people are using it like daily. If we were talking about, you know. We just want Americans to use it once a year on their birthday, and you know, fall asleep. Okay, if it was like that, maybe we'd be having a different conversation. But it's not. It's being abused much more heavily than alcohol, by the way. Um, and when when I say that, like the data show that the average person who used a marijuana in the last month is actually using it almost every day. So that's the, the daily user is much more common, and that isn't the same for alcohol. So. Um, yeah, I mean, we're just seeing more and more people use it because it's becoming more addictive with the THC content.
0: Now, if I'm a boss and say I have 100 employees yeah. uh, working for me, I, I would imagine a good chunk of them are smoking. What am I going to see? How is that going to manifest itself? Yeah. Are people not going to be like yeah. on time? They're not going to work hard. They're going to steal. What do you think I'd see as a boss?
1: Well, you're exactly right. So, I mean, as a boss, we look at the data on employers and employing the the workplace. And what we're finding is that you have more absenteeism, you have um, less productivity, uh, and you have more liability because you're in a factory and someone's high and they're, you know, getting injured. None of that should be a shock to anyone who knows anyone who uses marijuana that they're not exactly the quickest, most productive, most reliable people in the world. Again, I'm not saying that there aren't people that are and there aren't people that have used and they're fine. This isn't re tremendous I'm not going there. But what I'm saying is you're increasing the risk of all of these bad things happen happening. And at a time where we have an opioid, and addiction, overdose epidemic, out of control. Ninety-eight percent of those people who use heroin use marijuana first. Okay, which is, that's just the reality of it. It doesn't mean everyone who uses will use heroin. I'm not saying that, but but it it can lead you down a road that is not good. And for employers. I'm really worried about some of these employees because the labor situation is so dire. So you have some employers that say, you know what, we can't help it. We cannot drug test anymore because we're going to lose all these workers and we just have to take the risk. And so, you know, they're paying a lot more in, in insurance or they're 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 just taking on more liability and they're taking a risk. But I think that's a really bad gamble.
0: So, by the way, like how how does this get undone? It's like the genie's out of the bottle, yeah. very hard to put the yeah. toothpaste back in the tube, all that stuff. Right. So. Uh, You know, we are where we are. What next? Yeah.
1: Well, here's what I'll say. The Senate is not going to this is going to be dead on arrival. Now, I don't see the House giving given political considerations, taking this up for another couple of years, at least. It's not going to go anywhere in the Senate, even though you have Schumer who wants to do his own bill. Ah, President Biden, for his part, has actually been steadfastly against legalization of marijuana, and you know they're firing people at the White House who have marijuana in their past. So, you know, and they didn't really back down from that, which was very interesting. I remember that about a year ago or so. So, you know, the the, the pot folks, even though they spend millions on the on lobbyists. They don't they don't have as many friends in D.C. as they pretend to. This thing passed by 15 votes and of 40 more representatives voted against it this time than they did the first time they voted, which was last year. So last Congress. So uh, I actually think that this is going to be longer. I'm not saying that that, you know, that normalization is going to reverse tomorrow as a result. But, you know, sometimes we have to burn our hand on the stove in order to realize that the stove is hot and to really believe that. And that's what we did with tobacco. I mean, we knew about the harms of tobacco since the 1950s, but they weren't revealed to us until like the late nineties. And by that time, um, you know, it was just really, you know, we had learned our lesson. Uh, And so there was this huge reversal, right? The huge backlash against smoking, which exists today. Uh, And, you know, maybe we need five decades of hurt or more to realize that we've done a bad thing and, and try and reverse it like we are with smoking. So we'll see, but I don't think the, the movie's over just yet.
0: All right, one more thing. If you are smoking and you're high as a kite but you haven't had a drink and you get pulled over by the cops, <laughs> is there anything they can do? Uh, what Like what are their options? And then let's you say know, they can't smell the it. Yeah,
1: it depends on the stakes. So and some some places on cause, which is just crazy. Um, and um, by the way, the smell issue, like even people who like used in college, like liberal folks who would never, you know, vote, you know who who vote against, who vote for Jerry Nadler every time and whatever. Uh, they don't like the smell, a lot of them, and the majority of towns have actually opted out of having pot shops in their community. So when it hits anybody's backyard, no matter your political stripe, you don't like it. That's, That's a fact too. That's working against the pot people. But when you're pulled over, listen, pot can impair. It's a huge thing for impairment on the road. Colorado and Washington State, the impairment fatalities have just skyrocketed since legalization. So it's a huge issue. And what they can do is they can do certain tests Um, to determine if you are impaired Mm. but it's a very difficult thing we don't have a breathalyzer like alcohol Um, now the other thing is that most people who are smoking and driving who are using pot and driving they're also drinking actually and Uh. so you often i'll talk to prosecutors they'll say listen kevin the guy was high as a kite but frankly i can i'm I'm just going to get him on the dui alcohol because it's a lot easier to quantify And, and so so that which tells me by the way that these cases are severely undercounted it's a big issue on the roads
0: Kevin Sabet, we appreciate it so much. Uh, go to his Twitter at Kevin Sabet, S A B E T. And also, here uh, you got a book on this, and it's excellent. I got a book, yeah. It's Smokescreen What the Marijuana Industry Doesn't Want You to Know by Kevin A. Sabet, PhD, by the way, and veteran of both Republican and Democrat presidential administrations. Kevin, thanks a lot.
1: Greg, you're the best. Thanks.
0: Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. And we will be right back.